Hey, you. You know, it's funny seeing you here, meeting like this again. Welcome. You must be here for part two of the Cancel Me Baby end of year moment sequel part two or I don't know, potentially three. I'm going to finish with that little shebang in the end, but welcome back. Come and knock on my door. My door is ready for you. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back. This is part two. All right. And if you somehow, like if you took a trip back to your high school reunion, because you were just so inspired by taking a trip down memory lane, living in the past, like making out yet again with your brace face boyfriends. This is part two in which I am going to revisit some of the conversations and interviews that I had with celebrities, not only things that are mainstream now, but also have blown up in a way and become really controversial, hot button topic, issues. And we all called it here first. Okay. You heard it here first, whether it be on the cancel me baby pod, whether it be on talk to me, Taylor with my celeb interviews, holy shit, Hermione Granger, no amount of memory spell could have predicted this shit. So I left part one with a little bit of a cliffhanger for you, a topic I know, I know for a fact that you and your hormones feel a type of way about men and masculinity, okay? In episode one, we talked about censorship and cancel culture. Is it real? Is it not? How far we've come. Topic two, no pun intended, was me too seeing how it's played out after being there at the start of it all. And topic number three was women showing their tits, maybe looking for dick. I don't know, but either way, now that has brought us to the D for topic number four, men and masculinity. So by the way, we're going to end this episode with my takeaways about all this, where we're at culturally, right? Three big takeaways and Also what I may do for my very, very, very end of year up next week, which holy banana, like what a finale. Okay. Picture the Titanic, but instead of sinking, we are thriving in the glory and all having an orgy with the violinist playing and all. Okay. So masculinity. Now, obviously this is something that always fascinated me. And because I was on the red carpet and I was bored as hell, like I said, in part one, bored asking about the typical cues. It was just never my thing. Like I just had an itch that I had to scratch to talk about a little something extra, like what we were talking about, what was really on my mind. So masculinity. All right. So here's, what's really funny. And we've seen this play out now, but is this dichotomy? Because again, like we are truly unhinged of, we need to be easy on men because we don't want toxic masculinity. Like stop telling them to be masculine, like be fluid, be all this, be all that. Right. So you want to coddle them, but then you're over here blaming them for everything. Literally, they're the bane of your existence. So which the hell is it? Now I'm going to kick off this with an interview. This is like a little like, you know, mirage, if you will, mirage, collage, oh, montage, as I meant to say, okay, words are a fun game. So like Scrabble, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought. So, okay, this was me because a lot of times I'd bring like what was going on in my life to the red carpet. And so I'm like, what the fuck is up with men in general? Okay, like where has masculinity gone? Why are men somehow incapable of putting their hand on a door and then opening it and then letting you walk in first, okay, without clotheslining you like a gentleman? All right, so where has masculinity gone? And more specifically, what is the deal with LA men? Like, why do they take longer to get ready than me? What is the sitch? So here you have celebrities like from This Is Us chiming in. You have John Bernthal from Walking Dead, Nicolaj from Game of Thrones. You have Finn Wittrock, Milo Ventimiglia. Like it goes on. And so let's really get into this men, shall we? Let's go. Let's go, boys. Saddle it up. 
I, as a millennial, feel like there seems to be a disconnect between men and women. First of all, there, I don't think gentlemen exist anymore. Honestly, like, I've just stopped looking. I think all generations think that the men of their generation are the worst men that have ever been created. Here's the thing about millennial guys, I think. No one seems to want to settle down. You live in LA, clearly, right? I think you just need to hang out with different men. Get out of Hollywood. Men are men, you know, you just gotta deal with us. I'm sorry. You have to be kind, you have to be honorable. And you have to have, have strength. I like to take care of me. I like to I like to be taken care of. When I'm dating, I do like to be courted, and and it does show me how you how you view women and how you treat women. I know how to fix the toilet, but just do it for me. <laughs> okay, so as you can see, the funny thing here is how most of these people not only acknowledge they acknowledge that masculinity is the Big Bang and has dissipated into a black hole. But they like acknowledge and they agree and they're like, yeah, it's embarrassing. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. So there's that. So I know I'm not crazy. Like I am, but for other reasons. Okay. And so as a contrast to that, talking to Leah Thompson, who is in back to the future, how fitting and her daughter, Zoe Dutch and Zoe's huge now. And we're talking about this. Cause I'm like, I like a manly man to take, you know, you know, take care of me and kind of like take control and like be a guy and be a dude. Right. And they're funny. Cause they are like, I guess woke before woke was a thing and they kind of resist. They're like, no, like equality, like, let me, you know, plumb the toilet and do all this shit, which like what? No, if my light fixture is broken, bitch, you will be hearing from me to come and fix it. No, actually Let's talk about that for a second, okay? Because when I first moved to LA, like this is real feminism. Let me just go on a little sidebar tangent here. This is real feminism is doing shit and then not complaining about it. When I first moved to LA, I ordered this table and this shit was like three Shreks combined. It was heavy as fuck. And it took me six hours and it was my kitchen ass table, wood, heavy, thick, like dense, you, you name it. Okay. Just pull out another adjective. And it took me six hours. And I put that shit together by myself, all five, one of me. And you know what? Never complained, maybe boasted about it a little bit, but you know what? That's what real feminism is. So take a note. So anyhow, they're kind of like pushing against my, me and they're like, no, like I like guys to be emotional. I like them to be vulnerable. I'm happy to do stuff around the house, blah, blah. That's totally valid. Like I know people who love a sensitive guy, you know, to each their own, to each their own, like that's fine. Meanwhile, I hopefully will be swinging with my Tarzan off of this bush and we'll be having a good time while also having very stimulating intellectual conversations about life. Like I don't like a meathead, but anyhow. All right. So all this is going on. You have, again, like these people being like male, what is going on? This is a travesty, like this fuck boy nation, ghosting, tindering, whatever. It's got to end. It's got to stop. Like I am fertile and I am ready to go. Right. And you have women being like, listen, like be easy on them. Like we're really hard on them. They, you know, we are always like putting men under a microscope, like act this way. And this is like a whole other convo in and of itself. Right. Cause women, some can argue like, well, we were always told how to be. So like, we should be able to like, whatever again, I don't like the victim thing, but and that may or may not be true, but whatever, like it's what's on my mind. And I'm going to say to guys, what I think is real and how they act. So too fucking bad. If you want to go cry in a corner, go listen to, you know, another show, go listen to some Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know what to tell you. So anyhow, that's a whole other combo, right? Like telling the other sex how to be right. Like men have always told women and women should be able to tell about whatever. So you have all of this, right? Like the Zoe's and the Leah's being like, let them navigate and let them figure it out. And like me over here being like, what the fuck is up? What is going on? Like, get me out of here. Okay. So a complete contrast, this is what I talk about the dichotomy to all of that is like, again, the men being the, like, they are the reason for all of your pain, all of your suffering. Like you have a voodoo doll of the whole part patriarchy combined girl, and you're running it over with your Prius and you're putting it in reverse and running it over again. Like this is the, like, we know that like, this is the vibe. 
Here is an example of this. Okay. So in part one, we talked about what's going on with Chris Knopf and all the allegations and me too, et cetera. So here's an example, right? So this girl, her name is Zoe Lister. She was on the new girl, I guess. And she does this whole, she hops on the bandwagon. She is, she's not someone who's accusing him of like rape or assault necessarily like the other three women, but she is saying she worked on a show with him and how he was inappropriate and would like show up intoxicated and how one time he told her that like she smelled good. And so she just goes on this whole, and again, like I'm not trying to invalidate her experience. I don't know what went on and there could be more and she could be very hurt by this man, but I'm looking at it and going like, she writes this whole slide, this entire dissertation on how this has gone on far too long and how basically the essence of it is all men are inherently evil and inherently bad. And there's no accountability, which obviously isn't true because as I laid out an episode in the first part of this, all you have to do is a, is a whispering. I was going to say a sweet whispering, but not so sweet, a whispering, a little hearsay of a man. Okay. And Laura Croft Tomb Raider has to go and dig him out of his grave because they will be buried. Right. So obviously like there is accountability now to the nth degree, but anyway, it got me thinking like all of this. And then at the end, she's like, fuck you, Mr. Big, like time to go like literally like good for you for dying. Cause as I also laid out, they killed his character in the new reboot of sex in the city. And I'm like looking at it being like, Oh my God, like who hurt you? Like what happened? Do you need to talk? Like, is it, is this about something more? Are you hopping on a bandwagon? Do you just hate all men? Like what happened that a man showed up drunk or buzz and said, you smell good. And you're going on this whole thing. Like, fuck you go die. Mr. Big. It just feels a little extreme. And you wouldn't believe the amount of stars, like amount of stars who come out of the woodwork, Sophia Bush, I could go on and on who, uh, sorry, I thought it was actually like the ghost of one tree hill right there, uh, who are like this part, that part. Yes, girl. Like literally, literally doing a Richard Simmons routine in her honor. And I'm just like, it is a little bitty yikes. It is a little bitty yikes. Now. That's where we've come, right? Is this whole like vendetta against men. And I've said this before. It really goes without saying it's sad. You have to even spell it out, but I'm not excusing bad behavior. Bad behavior is bad behavior, period. But also it's like, there's a line guys. There is like hopscotch, go back and remember, jog your memory. There is a line. Okay. So get a load of this. So I'm looking back down memory lane, like I said, at these interviews and when I asked all these people about masculinity and what the hell is going on here is Justin Hartley from this is us. Now I'm going to play this for you. And can you just imagine like, really put yourself, put yourself into a meditative reflective state. And imagine if he said this in a mainstream interview in 2021, he would be inviscerated. He would be nowhere to be seen. He'd be scraped from the internet just like that. He would disappear faster than Casper and you never heard of him. Listen to what he has to say when I ask him about what happened to masculinity. I would say there's a responsibility um, when you're walking through the earth, literally twice as strong, in some cases and twice as big, um, as half of the people that you're walking through the earth with. Hi, perfect example. Yeah, and, I, and I, so I think there should be a class, and I truly mean this, in grade school, junior high, and continues through high school and college where you learn how to be a man because it's important. You know? What would you teach young boys? I mean, I think you, you know? I, patience, kindness, and I think there's all, these are also things that you just teach people. Oh, have we moved away from like the traditional? Like, what it means to you? I think sometimes. I think sometimes that's good. I think sometimes to get away from the sometimes the traditional things are old fashioned and they're sort of antiquated, and other times they're good. You know, what you should do is just like pick the good parts out and leave the bad ones. Exactly. Okay, so this man literally says this was. October 20. Yeah. So this was like pretty much four years ago, October, 2017. And he says, there should be a class about how to be a man. There should be a class about how to be a man. Now I'm doing a hula hoop dance then. And now, cause I'm like, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yes. Someone with a brain. Could you email? 
now that would never, people would be losing their minds because now the politically correct thing is gender is on a spectrum. How dare you tell men to act a certain way or women to act a certain way? It doesn't exist. Gender roles don't exist. In fact, if you tell men to be a certain way, you are just reinforcing toxic masculinity, which I bring it back to the beginning is the cause for all of the suffering in the world, right? So I just thought that was so fascinating because I'm like, talk about like, that was really the premise of this two-part end of year, you know, special spectacle is showing how, again, things have played out for better, for worse, how there was like a little seed of idea of an idea there and how it's just exploded now, good or bad, or how things said then could never be said now. Hot diggity dog, right? Hot diggity dog. And it gets me thinking too, about how I ended episode one with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kelly, who like kind of shitting and shading, shitting on and shading. Wow. So many fun verbs, uh, women who do nude photos. Like now it's like, that would be questionable. Right. Because it's like, that's female empowerment. Like you can't, you know, say anything or criticize another women like da, 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 da. So holy moly, like what a time. Okay. So my last thought on this, right. But the whole Justin Hartley thing, right. Let's think about in the last year or two, Harry Styles, that idea, right. Harry Styles in a dress, how the left was jerking off to it and how the right was having a mental breakdown. It's that whole idea again, but the woke is like, let them do it. Let them explore, you know, don't put men in this, you know, masculinity, typical thing, blah, blah, blah. So here's Justin Hartley being like, here's a class on how to be a man. And then, you know, you literally have Harry Styles giving Kira and JLo Super Bowl wardrobe a run for its money on the daily. Like what? I don't even know. Okay. How the tides have turned. Like I said, surfs up. So fluidity, all of this, right? You are not going to believe this, this one. So have you heard of Tommy Dorfman? So Tommy Dorfman, do you guys remember when 13 reasons why was like the biggest like squid game? Honestly, it was like bring around the rosy compared to squid game. I remember after finishing 13 reasons why, and it was like a sunny day in Southern California. And I literally, my soul felt so dark. I was like, oh, I was like, it's sunny out, but it's weird because all I feel is darkness. Like that shit was so intense. So anyhow, it was a huge, 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 like viral Eve show. Um, and Tommy Dorfman was a star of it. And at the time, those kids were like the hot kids in town. So This brings me to my next topic. So this is topic number five is like how we are obsessed with boxes and labels and like certain groups. And in the end, are we like fighting to protect certain groups over others? And is it getting us into a mess? So Tommy Dorfman. So here's my interview before I like do this twist of times. So this was from May, 2017. And at the time I've talked about this on my show before I was doing an initiative called we are more. Cause I was like so sick of the IG perfect Photoshop bullshit that I just was like, let's all like write down something that says who we are, that people wouldn't necessarily know. Like, let's just be ourselves. Whew. Talk about a moment before it's time authenticity am i right okay so check this out if you don't mind my asking you're gay in real life yeah correct you, are you putting a box ever because of that and you're like enough. you know i hope not to be um i know that that is something that is happening and will happen i am more than just like a gay person and that, that's, that's not my like, whole identifier um i'm very proud to be gay obviously but it's part of you it's not all and it's of a you, big part of me point. like the fun for me is storytelling and to tell other people's stories and want someone else's shoes for a little bit and yeah, I wouldn't be able to have that opportunity if I was just typecast as like the gay poet for the rest of my life. And you said more yeah, than gay. Yeah, I was gonna more say than... more than just gay, more than just like the costumes that I wear on red carpets, which is like I think for you know fashion for me is really fun, and I know it, I have I run the risk of sort of being put in a box because of it, but I think it's important to express yourself. So what I loved about this and what I still love, I remember in the moment being like, yeah, like I kept my cool face on, but inside I was jumping for joy because I lo- I hate labeling people and boxing, like whatever it is. That's why I can't stand all this woke shit, whether it be left or right or feminist or this or cis or bi or non-binary, whatever the fuck, like, oh my God, 
can we just be, can we just be? So what I love is how he says, I'm more than just gay, right? Because that's what happens. Like we peg people, especially now it's like, oh, I have that token black friend. Oh, I have that token gay friend. That's what I can't stand about all this stuff. And it's like, we think that, you know, we just, it's like filling a quota, whether it be like in your personal life or on shows. And it just feels so disingenuous. That's what I hate about it. Right. I said this with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but you had, you know, this year, the first Asian on the show, the first black woman. And it's like, I felt oftentimes it was like tokenized. It's like, okay, so they can speak for all Asians and all black women because they're the ones on the show. You know what I mean? It's just, that's why, that's what I don't like about it. So that's why I loved how, because we are, we're more than being whatever it is. I'm more than just being, you know, it's, it's a huge part of who I am, whatever it is, being a woman, being a Jew, being Italian, it's, but it's not all of it. So I loved when he was like, I'm more than just gay. He even says I'm more than, you know, the over the top costumes I wear on the red carpet, you know, and you can tell like his personality was like, you know, a little bit of shy, a little, a bit awkward, a little bit apprehensive, but what I appreciate what you're going to hear in this turn of events is This person remained consistent because believe it or not, this summer they announced that they transitioned and in time magazine. So Tommy Dorfman is a woman and she says, my pronouns are she, her, da, 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 da. So back to big dick. It's like a tongue twister, big dick, Pete Davidson. I mentioned him in part one. And do you see how it all comes around what goes around comes around Justin Timberlake. You know what I'm saying? See how it all comes around because Tommy is the one who directed. Do you guys remember when Pete Davidson did that like paper magazine spread and he was like a Ken doll with no PP or anything. Tommy called it depressed Ken, but anyway, Pete chose Tommy to direct it. So there's that little, you know, love triangle twist, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So this person, um, came out as trans. And now if you go on her IG, I'm going to respect and, you know, use the pronoun she wants. I respect it. Um, I, I, it's cool. Like that's cool. And it's interesting to me because like I said, so much of what they said to me in 2017 was so consistent, right? All about like costumes and expression and being who you are. So I'm like, I, you know what? Consistency. I respect it. Now though, here is how, you know, we've gone to the end degree. So I'm watching this play out and I'm like, oh my God, I've interviewed this person before they transitioned talking about, you know, living truth, expression, whatever, blah, blah. So here's an example though, of now how like everything we've gone, you know, to the, we've, we've gone the whole way we've gone, we've made a home run. We went to not third base, fourth base. I just made it up, but it's a thing we've gone the whole way. So in Tommy's and she kept her name, Tommy. So in her time interview, when she came out over the summer and made the announcement, she talks about how being an actor actress is you know, the love of her life and all this and how she always felt uncomfortable in male roles. Cause in 13 reasons why she was a man, even when you could see when I was interviewing, right. Like kind of had like a leather jacket, white tee, no makeup, anything like that, like a guy. So here's the, where it's conflicting. So she talks about in this interview, how she's never going to play male roles again. It makes her uncomfortable, but she wants to play all kinds of women. Okay. She wants to play, you know, trans women and non-binary women and cis women, which is what I am, which is like, in case you are not up on your woke lingo today, a cis woman is somebody who identifies, right. With what they were, uh, what is it assigned at birth? So like I'm woman, hear me roar woman through and through got the PP, got the TTs, you know, from the, from the very first day. So here though, is where I'm like, hold on a sec hold on a sec. Okay. This is where it's confusing because if you remember, we have had straight people, cis people, men and women play trans characters, very famous people. And they have ultimately had to come out and apologize in some way or another saying that, you know, it's inappropriate and it's not okay. And those roles should go to trans women. Okay. 
One is Eddie Redmayne, who said it was a mistake recently in the past couple of months. It was a mistake to play a trans person. ScarJo, same thing. She was cast as a trans woman and she said she mishandled it. And the same thing, how they always do this, like talk down on themselves and say they weren't educated or misinformed or whatever. But here's my thing, guys. Let me get this straight. So you can't have cis straight people play a trans person, but trans people can place this people. How is that? Okay. Or how does that make sense? Or how is that equality? Or how is that art? Or how does that, how, how, again, how does this add up? That's what I can't get behind because we're so committed. And there's a part of me that's like, I understand it. If whatever type of minority needs their space to be on the big screen and they should be getting these roles, that's fine. But why is it okay for like, we're, we're so committed to protect it. Like, why is it okay for one group and not another group? We're going to visit this. We are going to revisit this more and the explosion in your pants. That is going to be the finale. But that is something like that had a red flag moment for me. I was like, wait a sec. What? That doesn't quite make sense to me. And in the end, I don't think that it actually helps art or expression or acting. And I'm going to get to why, but like the short version is it's acting. It's you are someone you're not. If you want to play and this isn't like an attack or a criticism on Tommy, it's just this idea in general, right? That again, it's like such a double standard. It's like, it's okay for one group, but not okay for the reverse. And that to me doesn't make sense. And at the end of the day, bitch, you're acting, you're being and portraying somebody you're not. Woo! Who would have thought? Okay. We're going to start like saying you can and can't do no hogwash. All right. Here's another example of this in sports. Okay. Now we're, we've gone to the nth degree when it comes to like, you know, even like this, when I talked to this person, when I talked to Tommy, it was, we didn't talk about trans stuff, but like now trans is, I mean, with the pronouns in your profile, right. I get buzzed on LinkedIn. Like, do you want to add, like, it's everywhere. Do you want to add your pronouns? This, that. So it's become so, so mainstream. Right. So something else that happened recently, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a U Penn swimmer who is a trans woman and they used to compete as a man. And this person like just shattered the dreams of so many women and competitors, female competitors on the swim team who would work so hard because they broke two records. They beat every other women. I think the, you know, the, the shortest amount that they beat was like 38 seconds. And so this is where this whole conversation has led again, because like, haven't we seen, you know, up until this point in this episode and how in the last one, how we've accelerated so much that, I get it. Woke people are like, well, this all needed to happen, but some of it doesn't make sense and it's not helping us. Right. So I'm very adamant back to what I was saying before about protecting rights of the woman, of the female, of the, again, here, me, roar. And it gets me thinking with all this, it's like, that's great. Like for Tommy, you're seen, you're your authentic self, you're living, like you're in these gowns, you're having a great time. Like I fully support you. But what I can't get behind is a biological male who's going to be bigger and stronger and faster than biological women creaming them in a sport that they've worked so hard. Maybe they have a scholarship. Maybe they want to make it their life's work. Maybe they want to be in the Olympics. And this is where I'm like, can women have anything? Can we have, it's like the idea. I talked about this with my guest, Sarah Frazier, but now men, you guys know how I feel about Playboy. Okay. A dream, what was a dream come true for me? That milestone moment in my career. Now I'm seeing men in the infamous bunny costume with the ears on the cover of digital playboys. And I'm like, can women have anything you guys love to shit on Hugh Hefner? Like there's all these documentaries, all this shit, but you know what? At least he pioneered and made the way for women to be sexually liberated and not be competing with men in one arena. Like for crying out loud, like, can we have anything you got? This is where you guys don't add up and make sense because you want equality, but then there's this shit. And it's like, what that doesn't what I get it. We want equality, but like, but like this, 
to where we can't even thrive in our own respective lanes and swimming lanes. Literally, I don't care if it's Playboy. I don't care if it's sports. And is it doing a disservice to women at this point? I mean, really, I know it's not the popular thing to say, but what's it going to be, people? What's it going to be? Are you trying, you know, women all day long are like, oh, men, the patriarchy, they've had us under their thumb. They've taken all the opportunities. They're in all the leadership roles. Do Okay, well, by that logic, do I need to compete with them to show my ass in Playboy now? Are you kidding? No, give me a break. At some point, we have to pump the brakes. We have to reevaluate, okay? Let the women win their trophies in their own sport. Thank you. Next. Okay, last but not least... Number six, lucky number six. Is it lucky? I don't know, but it's about to be lucky number six, lucky number sex. Okay. Speaking of sex, lack of sex because of our jacked up social interaction. Now, who knew? Again, this is something I was bringing to the carpet. These interviews are all with very hot guys, ladies. You're welcome. Okay. Talking about all this, like hitting on women and interaction and all this, right? But this dates back, some of these, to 2016 and 2017. And who knew this shit would be on full-blown steroids, speaking of sports, once we would fast forward to the pandemic. Like, I should just quit this shit, go be a psychic, go be a gypsy, live on a beach, and never look back. But nonetheless, here I am. So social interaction, like, could you imagine, and it would ultimately fast forward to what it is today, which is like the only person you see is your refrigerator. I mean, honestly, it is so bleak. It is so depressing. I don't even know what to say, but before I show you these interviews, I thought this was funny because I was conceptualizing this, um, show working so hard on it, by the way, like my notes, like my lip gloss is popping are popping. Okay. I was in a coffee shop working on this and I saw this really hot guy. And I am like doing the most to try to get his attack. Like I'm like talking to strangers next to me and I'm like all propped up and I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, what mom? Little, I'm this close. I'm this close. And I have this whole internal dialogue. I'm like, YOLO. I'm like, you only live once. So part of me is like, do I go up to him and say to him, you know, are you dating anyone? But then I'm like, is that presumptuous? And then I'm like, do I just write my number on a napkin, slip it to him? Be like, look, I'm new in town. I never do this, but here you go. But again, is that presumptuous? So call me a pussy, call me whatever you want to call me, but nothing went down. But you know, when I even did like the walk away, like I was wearing these tight little black leggings. I had like, you know, black tight top. So my cleave was also flossy and popping. I do like the walk away. So like they can turn around and see me. Yeah. So I thought he would like maybe come out and like, before I got to my car, ask me, but nothing transpired. Cause in the end I was like, Taylor, you don't want to look desperate. You don't want to be a Pete Davidson. That's not a cute look. So nothing happened. And so have we really, has it gotten worse? Have we, Cause there's a part of me that is like, again, I, you know, equality, sure, whatever. Sounds nice in theory, but you know what guys? Balls out and make the move. Time to man up and separate the boys from the man. So anyway, yet again, yet again, these are themes I'm bringing to the carpet circa 2016, okay? So first, so I'm gonna show you all of these back to back actually, so you don't have to keep hearing my voice cut in between. So here are three of them. Um, in no particular order. No, I guess we will do an order. Okay. So first will be Milo Ventimiglia, hot ass man from Gilmore girls to this is us. Like just let's, let's get it on. Okay. Marvin Gaye style. So this was funny. This was in October, 2017. And I had asked him the question about masculinity that I showed you earlier. And here's how he responds. I would say put these things down and have a conversation. A lot of people, it seems like to me, they perform for this little box right here and they're getting away from the human experience of actually being in front of someone, having a conversation with them, you know, picking the phone up and yes. calling, not just having yes. a full dialogue on text. Like, I'm sorry, Milo, like Snapchat and text does not count as conversation. No, of course and not. And people now, this is, I'm glad you brought it up, millennials yeah. think it does and it does not. Yeah, but but it's you also, know? it's like, do you remember the movie Wally? There's There are these great moments where you see people so focused on these monitors in front of them that they forget about You're the world around life. them. You know, and like, you do that in real oh, life? I do, like, oh, you absolutely. Go up, even 
you just want to talk to her, meet, say her yeah, out, yeah. out of but bar, the whatever, is, you but, go up and talk but to But people, them. but but the way the world works now and the technology and things, they start to forget about being a human being. You gotta be a human being first and, and then get all your devices out. My version of it is guys are so like, you know, have their tail between their legs and are hiding behind their phones and swiping and shit that they're too busy and preoccupied and scared to actually go up to you. And it's lame. That was my interpretation. And it's funny because after the fact, talk about, you know, social interaction, I, uh, ran into him in the parking lot and he said to me, Oh, see, like all of a sudden the sun has broken out. It's been gloomy all day. It's glistening on my face. Maybe it means I'm a cast member of twilight. Maybe it means that Milo Milo and I are destined, but either way, he said to me, um, you know, these are the conversations that we need and we really need to be having, you know, same thing was like secretly hoping he'd be like, here's my number, but no such luck but it ain't over till the fat lady sings. I don't know if you can say fat anymore, if it's politically incorrect, but I just did. So, okay. So here's him. Um, after that, we have a fine to put little previews of this on my IG. We have Chase Crawford, that hottie McCotterson from gossip girl. And I ask him, uh, what he has to say. He's a, he's a forward man approach. You can also hear me kind of busting his balls and Chase is a fan. He says of the forward, like, just go for it. And you can't, ever lose by just making a girl laugh, pull out a joke. A girl loves a good sense of humor, loves to laugh. Go ahead. There's that. And then a contrast to that is Jack Falahi, another hottie who was on the show, how to get away with murder. And he is like, no, he's a little more timid. He said he puts his foot in his mouth, a little more awkward and probably wouldn't go up and approach somebody. But either way, I love these because I feel like you have it all. You have Milo, who's like, just tell it how it is. You know, here's the problem. You have Chase, who's like, go make a funny. And then you have Jack, who is like the guy in the coffee shop personified. So here you go. You know, in the first half, I said, guys, you got to get in the brains of women. Now, ladies, let's get inside these guys' minds. And how it got me thinking about today is obviously, like I said, it's to the nth degree. So literally nobody can have a conversation without drooling on themselves because we've been in isolation for two years. It is inhumane. It is not okay. And I often wonder, I mean, I asked Milo this, what, four years ago for past the point of no return. And he's more optimistic, but guess the fuck what? Thanks to Mark Zuckerberg and his non-blinking face, we now have the metaverse, which is a non, it's a not real reality. It's like a computer game reality. And we have people literally getting married on there. Okay. And don't even get me started on VR sex. Like I am fully skeeping. Like you were heebie-jeebied out by Chris Noth and by Louis CK in part one. This is the kind of shit that skeeves me out. It's like, our, we are single, we're depressed, we're not having sex. Does it get, can we only go up from here? I mean, I would hope so and I would think so, but now people are getting married and basically a video game and I'm concerned. This puts the Disney dating app people <laughs> to shame, okay? And honestly, remember when I did that episode on Bella Hadid and these IG models, like it's like that kind of idea of people like perpetuating it, but then being so depressed. She also put up a slideshow of her crying, hysterical, face swollen because she's like, none of this is real and I'm depressed. And I'm also like, but you've perpetuated this, right? It's that idea. It's like, we're addicted and we can't stop and it's making all of us suffer. And are we all gonna die alone? jerking off. Honestly, it's not off the table. Okay, people. So in summary, we are at the conclusion. We are at our mountaintop. And after all this, it's up to you whether you want to take a swan dive right off. But here are my three big takeaways. So here's a review. We talked about censorship and cancel culture. We talked about me too power of men versus the power of women speaking up. We talked about women and self-image and sexuality. Is it empowerment? Is it stupidity? Is it desperation? And then we talked about masculinity. Are we being too hard on them? Are we being too easy on men? But then again, are they to blame for everything? Like some people like to think, okay, which led us then to what is it to be a man? Harry Styles and boxes and trans. And the person I had interviewed before, you know, just before they transition. And what happens when you put people in boxes and labels and try to look out for their interests first? 
Okay. And last but not least, how we all interact with what, like all this is great and dandy, but how we interact with each other in the real world. Woo! Get a shot of whiskey. Okay. Because it is time we have made it. Thank you for sticking along. And here are some of my takeaways. Now, before all of this, okay. Before I hit the red carpet, I, I talked about this before, but I almost kind of used to be woke before like turn into the monstrosity it is now because I, and I still hold these values, but I'd be like, say it loud and proud, honey, who you are, you know, shout it from the rooftops, no holds bar, like let's go. But now this is why I can't get behind some of the shit because I'm about what it is like for the pure aspect of it, like in theory, you know, but now we're bending over backwards. Let's talk about the Tommy Dorfman example and like certain labels, right. Or minority groups, if you want to call them, like we're so hell bent on protecting a certain group. What happens when they conflict? Like I said, now this is where it's getting all messy. What happens when you're trying to protect women, but you're also trying to protect trans people, but then trans people are beating women in everything. What happens? then again, we need to take a pause because this shit isn't making sense. So what is the difference, right? Between liberation, liberating people to be like, yes, this is who I am. Yes. I'm going to go out and get that opportunity. I'm going to go out and be the CEO. I'm going to go out and get that raise, right. Versus going the fuck backwards. And an example of this too, is like I said, acting and roles. What service is it doing to us to say, you know what? You're a straight black woman. You can only play straight black women on TV, or you're a gay white man. You can only play a gay white man on TV. Again, people it's called acting. What a disservice. This is where I feel like we're going backwards to say, nope, like in hopes of again, representation or allowing certain people to play or be in the you know, in the midst of it and, and have opportunity, but also like, we're going to limit you and you can only do this. Like it doesn't make sense. And in that way, I feel like we're going backwards. And an example of this, to be honest with you, I taught, I had a whole episode about sex in the city and the reboot and how it had forced wokeism, but this is a prime example because people, like I said, were calling it woke in the city. Cause it had so many forced wokeism elements. And this is where I'm like, this is where, again, it's going backwards because here's a newsflash extra, extra, read all about it because being woke is almost expected and it's boring and it's what everyone else is doing. It's not provocative and it's not cutting edge contrary to what they think. And that's why like sex and city, this is what I mean about going backwards. This is why it was so dis like, this is why it was so disappointing to see it go woke because sex in the city was never about what everyone else was doing. It did its own thing. It didn't care. And that's what made it so revolutionary and groundbreaking and broke the door open. Like seriously busted that shit open harder than Clint Eastwood in a Western. Okay. For women and how they talked about sex and taboo issues on screen. Cause yet again, it wasn't trying to fit in. It wasn't trying to be this or trying to be that it did its own thing. And that's what made it so revolutionary and one of its kind. So quit it, go like stop moonwalking backwards. Even Michael Jackson is embarrassed. Okay. So here's my second takeaway. You know, obviously I'm a progressive forward thinker, and I don't mean that necessarily in like a political, you know, in like a boxed in like political way. But obviously, I mean, like, look at my celebrity interviews, right? Look at my show. It's, it's what people aren't doing, actually speaking on like on the heels of what I was just talking about. It's not what everyone else is doing. But I also think like, are there times when tradition helps us? Like we're so hell bent on being like the future and it's not what it was. And like, hence why everything has happened so fast. Our fucking heads are spinning, right? Like faster than Beetlejuice. But at the same time, like, look how confused we are about everything. So many topics I hit in these two episodes, masculinity, what it means to be a man, are men toxic, are women being empowered, are women being exploited? How do we act when we're together in person? Me too. Like this, that is it, you know, should a woman know better? You know, did it really happen? To, like we're, we're confused about everything and about roles and about, you know, all of that, you know? Sometimes I think tradition is 
where it is for a reason and can help us and sort of set idea again, like that idea of Justin Hartley, like go to school and here's a class on how to be a man, you know, a little bit of structure because right now it's all like a big clusterfuck and everybody is confused. And as I pointed out in the last topic interaction, none of us know how to interact with each other, you know, offline and off of Mark Zuckerberg's wet dream. And so it's very confusing for everybody. And so I think, you know, a little tradition doesn't hurt and it goes a long way. I mean, think about this too, right? Like technology, how fucked we are again, because again, like it's making everything more complicated and sad and we're like, we're not living in the real world. It's also like this dichotomy, which brings me into my very last point of conflicting ideas, which is it's so ironic because we're in a time where it's like, yeah, live your truth and like power and like be your authentic self. But everybody's so confused about their place in the world. So it's like, again, is it helping us? And that brings me to my last and final point before I'm talked the fuck out, which is all of the contradictions and confusion and conflicting ideas that are going on right now. The very first example in in the first episode in part one, cancel culture, you have half of the people thinking it's a myth and half of the people thinking it's very real and it's the worst thing ever. Okay. Even like information, information is so confusing, right? Take COVID. I talked about the doctor who was censored on Joe Rogan for like, God forbid, having a professional opinion, but it's like, even first we were told vax mandates were going to be the end all be all. And now everyone and their mom is fucking, this shit is spreading like wildfire. It's fucking everywhere. Uh, Vaxxed or not. So it's like, we're all confused. Which is it, right? Here's another one. Men right? We want equality. We want to be equal as men, but also they're the worst and they suck and they're horrible. So you want to be equal with someone you despise, which is it. Nothing makes sense. Okay. Here is like probably the most glaring, which is this idea. Like I said before, of like, live your truth, speak your truth, your authentic self, but God forbid, if it pushes every, any boundary, if it's unpopular, if it steps out of line, you're canceled. You're suspended from your school. You have to resign. You have to make an apology. You lose your agent. You lose your job. You have to step down. How does this make sense? And last example of how none of this makes sense. I brought this up in part one, but Kim Kardashian, the person who single handedly created the idea of the Instagram influencer of the Instagram model of all of this, like you know, self-image and how to look and how to portray yourself and living your life online and on social media. She herself admits, I am so glad I didn't have that growing up. Right, because it is destroying us and nobody is well. And if that isn't a contradiction or ironic, I don't know what on God's green earth is. So how I'm going to conclude this for you guys today is on a little bit of an uplifting note, because I was talking about all of this with my best friend recently. And I said, there's just so much like reflecting on all of these things I've been talking about, you know, with celebrities and in Hollywood for the last, like I said, five plus years and seeing how they've panned out and seeing how fast they've accelerated and seeing how is it damaging? Is it helping? Like just seeing how quickly all of this has happened, how confusing it all is, like I just said, and just how much, you know, crazy and chaos is going on in the world. Right. I don't need to tell you because like we all suffer together in silence, but he said to me, I said, you know, you have to be almost like oblivious to not realize how crazy this all is. You know, like you literally have to be living in a sewer. And he said to me, yeah, he's like, you could see it that way. Or you could see it as almost like this is the nose breaking before it heals. Like this is like the shit hitting the fan before, you know, the glory, you know, it all coming to the surface and percolating and bubbling up right before like we hit the Renaissance. And it really got me thinking about that. And I'm like, damn, that's a good point. And so that is the way, that's what I want to leave you guys with today. Okay. Like I'm no trigonometry expert, but a 360 moment, that is the way to a thriving culture of ideas and actually being heard, like not this fake bullshit, right. Is 
actually sticking, like not being scared. And I know it sounds cliche, but like sticking by what you mean, what you think and not doing what everyone else is doing, you know, and not, and sticking by it. Look, I have to do it on the show. I have people all the time, new people. I encounter professionally old people being like, not old people, but you know what I mean? Like former people I used to work with being like, Oh my God, what is she doing? Like she is out here. This is not what everyone's doing. This is not the mainstream. This is not vanity fair. This is not woke, but I stick by it. Is it hard? Fuck. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. There are days where I'm like banging my head. I'm like, why? Again, I brought up final destination in episode one, like happily, I, I will hop on that roller coaster, you know, carpet diem sees the day. See you later. Like it is, uh, it, it's tough, right? It's hard. I'm not sugarcoating it and pretending it's easy, but with that said, and this is what I'm going to leave you with, isn't it worth it to say what you're thinking and stand by it? Because guess what? If I didn't do that four, five, six years ago, there would be no cancel me, baby. There would be no, there, this part one and two episodes, all these celebrity interviews, all these conversations, bitch, they wouldn't even exist. So thank God. I'm glad I stuck to my guns. Look how they held up. Look how it was a Nostradamus experience turn of events of the times and how they ended up either these conversations blowing up, shape-shifting, becoming huge, becoming controversial, whatever it is. So thank God for that. So stick by it. Now, on a last note, before I literally go bobbing for apples in like a keg stand, because I have just talked the way through town, honey, for my very last, now that I've looked back and seen how everything has transpired for my last episode, it's either going to be my last episode Okay, of 2021 or my first episode of 2022. But Miss Cleo has reincarnated. She is back. She's had a baby with Nostradamus. It is me. And I'm going to do my cancel me baby predictions for the coming year. Woo! So hold on to that. Speak your truth. Go get your tube socks. Go get whatever you need. And honey. Speaking of, you know, thinking and speaking your truth, if you see that person in a coffee shop and they are giving you eyes, I don't care if you're a guy, a girl, a he, a she, a they, a them, grow a pair, go up to them, okay? You will thank yourself later. Until next time, it's cancel me, baby.